Shut up and sit down. Tonight is our night to send a message to everyone in the league. We take three points here and we go up. This is the 90 Plus Podcast, part of the Sports Talk Line Network. It's okay in two weeks because tonight we're getting so drunk that tomorrow we're not going to be able to play. Now, here are your hosts, Ben Rigetti and Joshua Griffith. Episode 72 of the 90 Plus Podcast, the a lost episode. Ben Rigetti and me, Joshua Griffith, your favorite Whitecaps podcasting duo. Unfortunately, we are both not back this week as Ben is just getting over COVID and has a school finals this week. So he is a very, very busy guy. One of the reasons we missed last week, again, was due to uh, a little bit of illness on Ben's part and some busyness on my part as well. So we apologize for that, Caps fans. But we are back this week to recap the Vancouver Whitecaps. 3-2 3-2 loss to the hands of the Cascadia Cup rivalry, Portland Timbers. Ben will be back later in the week as we preview the upcoming match with CF Montreal. So stay tuned for that. But today I have on someone who's, I think, very qualified to help me recap the Whitecaps' first home loss of the year. The one and only J.J. Adams from the province and post media. So we're going to go over everything in this match. And in case you missed it, it was a really exciting Vancouver Whitecaps match. It started off lots of yellow cards, um, a penalty kick to end the first half. Christian Dahomey came in out of nowhere with a blindside tackle. And Darren Esprilia stepped up and nailed the penalty kick to give Portland the 1-0 lead. Vancouver kind of pushed in the second half and they were unlucky to go down 2-0 thanks to um, Yaroslav Nozgolda. But um, they got one back thanks to Christian Dahomey and then they had a penalty kick chance, but Dahomey went for the left, bottom left, but he was saved by Avicic and um, then... Portland kind of put it away with uh, Yumichara scoring the the 3-1 goal in the 78th minute. And then, um, oh, no, the the penalty was was after that. So uh, Yumichara made it 3-1, and then the Whitecaps had to make it 3-2, but they ended up making it 3-2 after with Brian Cole. So it it was a really interesting match. There was a three VARs, three penalty kicks, Five goals. Uh, if you were looking for excitement at BC Place Saturday night, you definitely got it. But there was a lot of mistakes by the Whitecaps, and they all ended up in the back of the net. Um, for Youngworth made one bad one. Christian Gutierrez did as well. And like I just mentioned, Christian Dahomey on the penalty kick. So um, I'm going to go over everything with my guest here today, J.J. Adams. Again, no Ben Rigetti on the show today, but make sure to follow him at Rigetti Ben at Twitter. Make sure to follow me at Joshua Griffith Zero. And make sure to check everything out on the 90 Plus podcast. 
we'll have you covered later on this week for a CF Montreal preview. So without further ado, let's get right to my chat with JJ Adams from the Province and Post Media. I am joined now on the 90 plus podcast by JJ Adams of the province and post media here on episode 72. How are you doing today, JJ? What's the weather like for you right now? Because it's just seems to be different in every part of BC. It's been hailing here a bit. It's been raining. Uh, I have a bit of sunshine now I can see. Um, yes. And yeah, I'm starting with other questions. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's hailing out right now. It's it's kind of crazy. But when, when when did I miss it? Stop being the unnamed sports show and become the ninety plus podcast. When when I feel like I'm out of the loop. I should know these things. I should know these things, Josh. Oh no no the night the the unnamed sports show is still there. This is just Ben Rigetti and Sebastian Pereira's podcast that they had the 90 plus podcast. So Sebastian obviously went into comms for the white camps. Ben needed a partner. That's me. He is under the weather. He had COVID this week, wasn't able to do really anything. So I was like, well, who better to have on to recap the white caps timbers three, two loss uh, than JJ Adams. So this is this is their podcast that I'm hosting today. Yes, I you're have my over, a little bit of everything. <laughs> you're taking over everything. You're, you're gonna am. be everywhere. You're just gonna be <laughs> omnipresent on the internet. You know. Um, yes, but happy to recap that exciting game that we saw last weekend. Um, it was um, well a lot more goals than I expected to see in that game. That's for sure. At least it was exciting, right? <laughs> it was exciting at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the first half was, wasn't very exciting. It was kind of, no. it was a little ho-hum. It was a step up from the week before, but, uh, you know, th- that game they won. But again, it was kind of ho-hum. You know, we haven't really seen any of that excitement, that slick play that they had last year, that, you know, the the, the energy that really kind of defined what they were doing in that second half of the season when they went on that crazy run. We haven't really seen that Whitecaps team yet this year, and I'm not sure the reasons why. What do you think? Well, I think it, it comes down to a little bit with Ryan Gold and Brian White only playing such a limited time so far through the six matches together. Because, I mean, part of the big reason they went on that run last year was just the magic that those two were able to to get together and the chemistry that they were able to bring. And it was just like, instead of crossing balls in or, or looking for a long ball, looking for hope, they were able to actually get some dynamic plays together and get some progressive passes. So that that's kind of the thing that I, I've been thinking the Whitecaps have been missing. And, I, and I've seen it progressively, obviously, with the Sporting Kansas City game and now coming into this game, we saw it a little bit more. And like you said, the first half was really stale. But the second half got a little bit better, and I, I thought we saw a little bit more out of them in the second half. Yeah, well, I'm sure one of those patented Vanny Sartini halftime speeches probably lit a fire out of them. Just stay in the game! Just stay in the game! You get the... Um, they stayed in the game till the end, uh, which was good. They, they did make it interesting. Um, 
it, it was a tough game to kind of uh, assess in some ways because the officiating was just so inconsistent and it, it really took the flow out of the game. Um, I think I wrote that in my story too. It was like, you know, how many penalty shouts went uncalled? How many times was uh, Petrescu called back on VAR? And then the one he gets called, he calls right away. The VAR is like, uh, wait a minute, I don't think that's a penalty. No. And he's like, yeah, screw it, screw it. I'm going to call it's a penalty. I, so I, I, that kind of took a little of the rhythm out of the game. Um, but in some ways, you know, we saw, you know, the, the it was the best white caps performance of the season and it was kind of the worst in some ways, like in the best, uh, I mean, like offensively, they generated a ton of chances. Uh, they had 17 shots to I think to Portland's five. Uh, you know, they came close on a bunch of occasions. Uh, Christian Dahomey, of course, missing that, that PK didn't help things at all. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, passes into the final third and, you know, some smart decisions. They were crossing the ball a little earlier, like as Vanny has, has tried to instill in training instead of, you know, taking it right down to the touchline and then trying to swing it in from there. Uh, you're You're far more dangerous when you cross those balls early because the defense hasn't had a chance to set and we saw that last season like you said with Brian Gold and uh, and and Brian White like Brian White is very good at pressing that bat line and if you get them before they're set and he finds a hole to sneak through uh you know that's where a lot of his goals came from last year um and then well defensively i mean it was a it was a bit of a shambles uh, we saw young uh, young Florian Youngworth get his pants dropped around his ankles there on uh, on that Such one defense. Challenge. Oh, he missed uh, so bad. It was it was yeah it was, it was I, I really like Flo, but that was <laughs> uh, I, th I think there were probably a few uh, Whitecaps fans cursing his name at that point. And then uh, I mean the third goal from Jimmy Chara, little bit of bad luck. I mean uh, the ball bounces off to Home off Goody and then right to Jimmy's. Uh, you know, feet. I'm not sure what the homie kind of did. He kind of did like the, the, the wave by defense. He came through. He went past, and he watched the goal from like 15 feet away. So, I'm really not sure what he was doing uh, defensively on that play. Um, but you know, as Vanny pointed out uh, in that game, you know, those were kind of inexcusable uh, goals to give up. So I mean. Vanny mentioned right after the game, we were both there in media, that he was pissed and that he thought that the, the team deserved more. And obviously there was there was literally three mistakes that the Whitecaps made and all three of them resulted in a goal of the back of their net. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you agree with Vanny's sentiment on that? Because, I mean, I kind of do looking at the match and re-watching it, I think the Whitecaps definitely outplayed Portland. I think they should could have been... A lot more um, things could have could have definitely gone more their way, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's football right there. Like, you know, if you if you don't cover on those mistakes, they end up in the back of your net. I admire your dedication rewatching the game, even though it was not a white cap. <laughs> that is the mark of a true reporter, right there. Thank you. Thank one, you. One tier below journalist, you know, reporter, <laughs> then journalist. You you you're getting there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Those those mistakes that they made were you know, inexcusable. Like they didn't 
Portland didn't generate a ton of offense. They didn't generate a ton of chances. And the the ones that they did, the Whitecaps, you know, played that Matador defense and, you know, gave up, you know, two bad goals. And then the, the, the PK, um, yeah, I think what, what, what they have like five, five shots total and, and four of them were on target and they scored on three. That's really not a good ratio. And that's something you got to avoid if, if you're the Whitecaps moving forward. I, I, I want to touch on that on that PK. What was what was he Dome doing on that one? He just like he literally like jumped. He turned he turned backwards and jumped in. It was like, and they didn't call it right away. I was sitting next to Alex Gonga Ruzik, and he it just we were both just like, yeah, that's a penalty <laughs> right away. Like, what? that's what I was talking about. The officiating. It was like, what game was Petrescu watching that? a shoulder like was like a rugby tackle like he just you know he came in like an nfl safety and just cleaned him out from behind and he he swallowed his whistle i was like i it was my mind was boggled but um, uh, i i guess you know what i gotta throw it out right here to all all media here i'm gonna apologize because i guess i'm the pro reporter but i didn't exactly know how to do it it's my first year doing it it's my first game doing it and i wasn't exactly right on how to do it so next match i'll be sure that i get my questions I'm, i've already thought about it too now i'm going to get i'm going to send them to to seb and the whitecaps media so they can print them out for me with spaces so i can take them down and stand in front and then also too i found out that i can't actually do can't regular do media mm -hmm. if i uh submit the questions so my bad guys, I know I know you and Manuel were just ripping me in hard too. They're like we we, whoa, we whoa, wanted those whoa. questions for our story. Whoa, 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 we were not ripping you. We did not rip you. Let me just make that clear right now. We I we did not say one bad thing about that situation. We said a lot of other things about you, but that was not <laughs> but you know, yeah, as the, the you gotta submit the questions to the pool reporter at paper and they give it to the, the comms people who take it down to the rep. It's a really stupid process, which is what you expect from Major League Soccer and their bureaucracy and Byzantine, you know, rule book that they have, you know, everything from allocation money to pro report. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's a really unwieldy system and doesn't really provide much uh, clarity or transparency. But I'm sure we will see this week um pro come out with their post-game reports and i would be shocked if they did not point out all the the errors that happened in that game and in the press box from certain reporters who didn't know the protocol to submit a question you know i'm sure they will raise that up you know hands up I, i'm you know my bad i kept wondering why manuel's uh you know keeping coming up to me and asking me to write down questions and <laughs> I should have figured it out by then when I was when I was supposed to submit them and they're getting yeah, the media and then Har's like, you're not supposed to be here. We, we you have questions to ask. And I'm like, uh oh, this is way too late. <laughs> so, but uh we'll uh we'll we'll worry about my blunders on another podcast. I'm sure Ben will point them out. He likes to do that too. But let's let's go to some positives from the White Caps at Timbers Man because there was some. I mean, yes. Sebastian Barhalter looked good once again. Ryan Repulsa yeah. was 
quietly back in the lineup. You know, what did you like from Saturday, JJ? Um, well, let's start with the with the big guns. I thought Ryan Gold. I thought that was probably his his best game of the season. Yeah. Um, I think he made uh, the the bench and MLS team of the week, and yes, he did. So he he did. Uh, he had some uh, pretty solid numbers, and and he did a, a really good job of, you know, helping you know link the midfield and the forwards and, and generate some offense, which is what he was brought here to do. Um, Ryan Raposo, uh, El Pollo Loco, uh, the crazy chicken. Um, you know, I, I guess Manny is seeing something in, in training that gave him the, the confidence to have him in the starting lineup again for the, the second week in a row. And I thought, you know, I thought he did uh, another, you know, solid job on the wing. Um, I thought it was, uh, it was interesting with, uh, with Guti out there as a, as a left center back, yeah. um, or was, what does Manny call him? A, a left side defender or something, but uh, he, he wanted Guti in there to, you know, help progress the ball forward. Cause he thought that Portland would, you know, sort of sit back and let them bring the ball up into their half. And um, I thought they had a pretty good partnership on the left side. It, you know, it was, it wasn't quite the, uh, the Christian Gutierrez, Ali Adnan kind of interplay that we saw a couple years ago, uh, but it was, it was decent. And um, yeah, you were right on point with, uh, with Mr. Burhalter as well. Uh, I was impressed with him last week. I thought he did a really good job as, as a pivot and, you know, uh, getting those balls out wide and distribution. Um, I think he could be a little stronger on the ball. I think I, uh, I said that uh, last week. Well, he got, he got dis dispossessed a couple of times and I think it's just a matter of kind of developing a little more uh, Yimmy Char like strength, you know, and holding guys off with, uh, with one arm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought he had a good game. Um, I can't really fault uh, Thomas Hazal for any of those goals. Uh, I think uh, Saskatoon Schmeichel has been, you know, there were a lot of questions about him coming in this year, and uh, I think he has been solid for them. Um, his distribution's gotten a lot better. Uh, yes. Other positives. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Other positives. Um, you know, I thought, you know, B. White did, uh, you know, an another yeoman-like performance up top. His, You could tell the difference he makes in that press when he uh, – you know, he attacks that back line and starts putting pressure on. It allows everyone behind him to kind of take that step up and kind of compact the other team into their half. Um, so, yeah, I think those were probably the, the highlights for me. Uh, what uh, what were your thoughts? I did. I, I did definitely like the the, you know, the combination of Brian White and, and Ryan Gold back on, on, you know, together on the pitch. I'm, I'm still a little bit hesitant where I like Casado best. I don't know if I like him up top. I don't know if I like him on a wing. I think he might be do a little bit better because he always seems to migrate when I, you know, look at his, his match chart. He always seems to migrate off to the side anyways. So I think he would be almost better as one of those wings, like as where Ryan Raposo sitting or where Christian Dahomey sitting. Um, yeah, Bearholter... I really liked his play. I, 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 again, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Um, I thought that Russell Tiber was invisible on the pitch. Who? I had a hard time finding him. Who? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Who, who, I, I'm gonna, I, didn't, I didn't catch that name. Was it someone on the Whitecaps? No, someone um, on the Whitecaps. Yeah. I, 
Anyway. This is Ben Rigetti's podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, some of the other, I like, I really like Branko Veselinovic's defending. I thought that, you know, the defensive side, besides the, obviously the two mistakes, I thought they looked really good. But I've noticed that, like, without Tristan Blackman, he, he seems to be that anchor in the defense. And I think a lot of people were wondering, well, where's Flo in the first bunch of games? And well, now you know. Yeah, now, now we know where Flo was. Well, Tristan Blackman's beating him out. And JJ, I don't know how much training you get to watch, but I know Vanny definitely puts a lot of interest into, into training and how his players train. Uh, are you able to get out and watch a lot and, and see kind of what he's doing and what he's implementing? Yeah, absolutely. About uh, two, three times a week. Um, y- you know, it's it's pretty clear what they are missing on that back line. And, you know, in a way, uh, Flo brings a little of this, but they need uh, a veteran center back. They need uh, that that beast, that big guy back there to kind of stabilize things. Uh, Ranko is great. Uh, he's got a ton of potential. I think he's a great ball-moving center back, uh, very progressive, great in the air. Uh, but he is not Eric Godoy. Eric Godoy is one of the most valuable Whitecaps, and it is a shame that he has been like Mr. Glass and he's not been able to stay healthy. Um, you know, we, he was training last week. Uh, he, he did, you know, almost the entire full session uh, in the, the, the few days before the game, um, but he didn't make the 18 and saw him in the press box and he was, she was not entirely pleased about being up there uh, and promised to be back uh, next week. Uh, but I think you, you get him back and that's, that's a, a huge bonus for the caps in their back line. Cause he brings, he just brings everything. He brings, he can, he can, he can pass the ball. He can, uh, you know, tackle he could he's great in the air as well he's a leader he's vocal he organizes things um you know he, he's also progressive he can also carry the ball he's just a solid solid player and he sort of checks all the boxes of what they need back there except for staying healthy and speaking of healthy i was actually really surprised that tristan blackman played last game considering he has been like whack-a-mole this year getting, I think three times he's been down with a, with a head injury. The last one we saw, you know, the concussion, the head wound, the blood. Him up. Yeah. Came off looking like he was a, a veteran of some, you know, Middle Eastern war. It was, you know, I, I was really surprised to see him, you know, get subbed into that game. Um, but, you know, like you pointed out, he's kind of an indep- indispensable player. He's played himself into the, the starting lineup. He was the one player that, you know, the team traded for. Um, I still love how the Whitecaps did that trade. I know we kind of, in the media, we have ragged on this team for not being smart when it comes to player acquisition, but they were smart. And, you know, they went to the LAFC. They were like, hey, we want this guy. And they were like, yeah, they're cool. Uh, This is how much it's going to cost you. And the Whitecaps are like, okay. And then they realized the LAFC couldn't protect them in the expansion draft. So they did a little horse trade and was rather like, hey, dude, you guys select him from LAFC. We'll give you a boatload of gam. And guess what happened? They basically got, you know, a starting center back for free. Uh, So kudos to Axel Schuster uh, for pulling that one off. 
was very smart. Um, but yeah, I, back to, to Godoy, I think he is uh, uh, an, uh, another integral part that they need to get back in the lineup. And it sounds like from from uh, his mouth to or to to my ears, he, he's going to be back either next week or the week after. Um, of course, we also heard the same thing from Kyle Alessandre in the press box, right? And uh, he was. He, I was just going to say, I heard, the, I heard the same thing from uh, in the Sporting Kansas City game. I, there yeah. was Eric Godoy in the press box, and he said, I'll be back next week. I'm ready to go. And he said, yeah. Josh, I just want to play. Yeah. And I feel, I feel so bad for the guy because you know he does, right? And you mentioned all of the qualities that he can bring for the Whitecaps. Like, he's... He's just that extra piece. And I think that's why the Whitecaps haven't gone and, and done what you've said and, and made another big acquisition for a center back piece or, or another backline piece is because they really see what Eric Kadoi can, can bring to the lineup. So I, I really hope that CF Montreal, he gets in, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. JJ, we're running real short of time, but there's one thing I want to ask you about here because you... You almost, you almost had me running to my phone as um, Lucas Cavallini was uh, left off the, uh, the starting <laughs> 20. And um, <laughs> so obviously everyone in the media booth was scrambling to find out what was going on and media things. You ran upstairs and came back and straight face said to me, Lucas Cavallini has been traded to NYCFC. And but you, you just couldn't hold it. You almost did. I like I literally was like about to turn and grab my phone and tweet it out. But uh, he that just is, ended up being sick. Yes. Uh, That's I, why I said something. I didn't want you to get in trouble. I didn't want you to send out a tweet <laughs> and then me be like, ha <laughs> April Fools, even though you know it's it's April eighth. Um, you know it was. You know I as soon as you said I that I was like. You're right. So I just popped upstairs and I uh, interrupted uh, Axel, who was having a nice little conversation with uh, uh, Mr. Whitecap himself, Carl Valentine. Um, and I just asked him what happened. And I was like, yo, what, uh, what's the deal? And uh, he pulled up his phone and he, he showed me uh, the report. And basically, yeah, uh, Kava had been at home uh, puking his guts out along with his kids. And... I had been there myself like the week previous where I was, I filled my downstairs bathroom sink full of, it was, it was disgusting. It was the most painful uh, bout of upheaving I've ever done in my life. And I've had some serious drinking sessions in my time. And this was, this was way worse. Um, so I had no problems with the, uh, you know, Cava being out and not being there. Um, and it's a shame because uh, he's been playing, you know, really well this season. Uh, it'd be nice to see him and and uh, B. White get uh, some run together, see if they can kind of establish some kind of fire and ice kind of combination. You know, Kava knocking people down like bowling pins and then uh, B. White just like being Johnny on the spot. I can, yeah. I can see it now. I can see it now. Um, because... You know, they need something to happen. They need some. It's not. It's not mash the big red panic button time. But you know, it's uh, it's time to start getting some points. And uh, three road games in a row is going to be tough to do. But I, I think they can get some some positive results on the road. Well, that was kind of the thing that I was gonna 
bring on and allude to, right? Like, is it time to smash the panic button? And I don't think it is because I'm seeing a lot of Whitecaps fans on social media and stuff. They're saying, oh, I don't like this starting. Well, we've only had Ryan Gold and, and Brian White together for the last two games. We haven't even seen a starting lineup with Brian White, Lucas Cavallini, and Ryan Gold. And, you know, I asked Vanny Sartini about that last week and he, he was saying you know like we in reality we want three of these guys and or even four with Dahome or Casado with like with them so I, I'm curious like it, is it just bad luck like it, could we see more out of the Whitecaps if we maybe have all of these pieces in play I've, I've got a theory I've got a theory okay. I think the season is going exactly to Vanny Sartini's plan he wants this team to be at the bottom of the Western Conference, you know, 25 points out of a playoff berth with half the season to go. And then they're going to come together. They're going to circle the wagons just like they did last year, go on another magical run and make it to the playoffs. I, I, I'm, I'm an optimist. That's what I'm thinking has happened. I'm, they're not regressing. They're not regressing. I'm just, I'm an optimist. You're I'm pointing at. I'm, I'm just pointing at the sign that Vanny will be pointing at originally. That Vanny will be pointing at that says Andiamo. Oh, you're pointing at the picture of uh, Ali at nine on the. On well, the was it? Yeah, that that yeah ended up being it, but yeah. <laughs> Nobody else can see this because it's a podcast, JJ. Uh, hey, it's 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 like that podcast with uh, uh, Conan O'Brien and Paul Rudd. Oh my God, Paul that Rudd was. And he's like, "How'd you get me on a podcast? How'd you prank me?" You know, that was so. that was so amazing. Did you listen to that? Did you listen to that? Of course I did. Oh, I oh my it. god! And he goes off, and he's like, and then Conan he listens to the clip, and he it gets so mad. He's like, I know what that was, and he's like, was any of that true? Paul Red, <laughs> no, 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 we're not. He's like, I just literally um, he he phoned me on my ride here, and um, I forget the name of the the guy he used in the as the actor. And he's like, I just used his name. Oh, that was. Oh, that was so amazing. JJ, if you ever want to come on the 90 Post podcast, we won't tell Ben. I'm sure he will listen to this episode. And if he doesn't, then he won't know. But if you want to just come on and just uh, go ahead and prank Ben, you're more than yeah. welcome to. But I, I would be happy to. I'd thank happy. you so much for joining me today and recapping this, uh, the Whitecaps 3-2 loss. Of course, as I always like to joke about, no one's going to listen to this, but the Whitecaps comms. So Sebastian, um, Hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan, Nathan, um, BT, enjoy this. I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> no, and all of us, everyone else, because this is your favorite Whitecaps podcast, the 90 plus podcast, joined by JJ Adams of the province and post media. So thank you very much, JJ. Until next time. Happy, happy to be here, reporter. Happy to be here. We'll, uh, we'll see you, I guess, in a month. JJ, what do you, you work on? What's coming out next for you? Oh, geez, what am I working on? Well, I don't know if you heard, there might be a big uh, Canadian Premier League announcement uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, Ooh. out in, uh, in Langley. There may be a new, new team announced or something. I don't know. I've heard something about that. So maybe just keep your eyes on, on, uh, on the CPL hashtag and see what comes out. Might have to, might have to listen to that. Check that out. <laughs> All right, JJ. Thanks so much. No problem, Josh. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend.
Cheers. All right, so that was JJ Adams from the Province and Post Media. I was so happy to chat with him. It was so much fun. He ripped me a bit, obviously, but I deserved it. I screwed up for the pro MLS referee. I will get that right made when I get back to BC Place. So uh, what gives me, I apologize for that. I'll get better at that. Um, this has been episode 72. This is going to be the last episode, of course, because we skipped over episode 72, if any of anybody missed it. The Vancouver Whitecaps get back in action Saturday against the CF Montreal on the 16th. And that's a 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific time start. And going to be a long road trip for Vancouver. They got three matches at home. And as Vanny said, post-match, they they need to pick up points at home, uh, away now that they they lost at home. So it's uh, it's going to be a curious three matches. I'm excited to see, you know, if they can rebound because they should have a, a really full, healthy squad. Eric Godoy has been back training. He should hopefully be back in time for CF Montreal. Lucas Cavallini was away sick. He should be an option again. And the dynamic duo of Ryan Gold and Ryan White should be ready to go Saturday for CF Montreal. There was uh, so much things to get into on Saturday. Some could call it unlucky. I'm going to call it unlucky because I think the Whitecaps deserved a better result. As Vanny Sartini said, he was pissed. Ranko Veselinic said he was pissed as well and apologized for his language, which I thought was a little bit funny. But I think that the Whitecaps will be ready to go, and I think we're going to see a, um, a really focused club when they kick off against CF Montreal on Saturday, April 16th. So thank you so much for joining me. I want to thank my guest, JJ Adams, of course. And like I said, Ben Brigetti and myself will be back later on this week to break down and preview the CF Montreal match. So on behalf of the 90 Plus Podcast and Sports Talk Line Network and my co-host Ben Reddy, who is not here, I have been Joshua Griffith. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 90 Plus Podcast, episode 72, the last episode. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the 90 Plus Podcast, part of the Sports Talk Line Network.